Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. We got a little mini-sode for you today. We just wanted to say, uh, you know, it's it's a new year, thank God. We are at 2021. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so happy Ooh. to have 21 in the rearview mirror. But we also wanted 20. to... 20. What did I say? <laughs> 21 in the rearview oh, mirror. Goodness. She's already just... No, I love it. You want, you're ready to leapfrog again because 21 is probably going to be just as crazy hey, as hey, what hey. it seems like. It's going to be we'll amazing. See. <laughs> we'll see. There's still a long way to go. That's very true. <laughs> but we wanted to look back at 2020 um, and look at some of the movies that we talked about that we were the most excited to talk about and the ones that we liked best. Um, I think we have to first start uh, with our interviews for 2020 because we uh, did some amazing interviews this year, last year. Um, we did uh, Graham Skipper who's oh, so a dear heart, yes. like what a kind, kind, loving soul and just so much fun to talk, talk with and had so many parallels with you, Jules. Oh, I'm so excited. You guys are like separated at birth almost. It felt like it was great. Like, <laughs> yes, you guys are like wonder twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so, he's so amazing. Um, we talked to Dennis Christopher, of course, which oh. was a delight. And we got to talk to Graham and Dennis in person because this was before, uh, before the lockdown. Went, yeah, it went crazy. <laughs> so uh, Dennis was uh, one of the last people I saw. And I was like, oh, that's a good memory. That like that day was so nice to be able to talk to them. Uh, it was so nice. We got to talk to uh, Suzanne Deruchet-Romero, which was uh, so incredible. And, and talk uh, about the George A. Romero Foundation and like what they're doing and preservation and just like everything about his films that I'm just so obsessed with, the social aspect of them, the amusement park that we mm-hmm. got to watch because of that. Oh my goodness, mind-blowing movie. Yeah, that was really a, a, a very big horror movie nerd moment. Like I get to watch the lost Romero film. Uh, it feels feels pretty good in my heart. feels good. <laughs> um, we got to talk to- It was to- pretty cool. No, that was yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> and we kind of got to ride on that like again and again because when we also interviewed um, the Daniel, Daniel Krause, Krause, he had that poster in his apartment as we were talking. We were like, what? Like the amusement park comes back again and getting yes. to talk with him about the living dead and the Romero Foundation again and just, oh my gosh. Uh, we got to talk to your friend Thomas Lank, of course, and he was a delight talking about Cabin in the Woods, but also musical theater and Eta. whatever. Yes. <laughs> so much theater. Oh. Uh, we also uh, got to talk to one of my biggest crushes uh, ever, Mr. Keith Gordon, who was amazing. We share the same Stephen King story as one of our favorites. <laughs> oh my God, Julia, you guys can't hear it, but maybe you can. You can hear how delighted she is. Like, actually, yeah. I think you can't hear her giggle right now. Oh, my God. It's amazing. She it's was funny so listening. Back so to the cute. interview because, like, I was trying to play it so cool, and you kept trying to call me out, and was like, "She's really in love with you." I'm like, "Dude, stop, man! Don't do it was that." Pretty obvious. I was honestly, it's just one of those things where, like, it's a, it's an exercise in authenticity. Sometimes, if you name the thing while it's happening, you can let it go or move on. So you have to be like, 
I'm actually experiencing my armpits are very warm and I'm excited to see you. Okay, now I can talk to you like a normal person because I've acknowledged the weirdness or like the excitement that's happening. So then mm-hmm. you can move on with the interview. And I thought you did great. And yes, I did have to call you out because it was just like, it was like this and it was great. And it was just like a, another decibel. And then as soon as we talked about it, you were great and just dove in and led that charge on that one. It was so wonderful to hear. Uh, so And let, it was so nice. And now you guys oh, are friends, so nice. basically. So it's great. <laughs> um, so uh, some of the favorite movies that we watched this year. Let's get into it. Um I'm going to go with, uh, two, we watched a whole bunch of Stephen King movies that I hadn't seen, surprisingly. Um, two of the ones that I really enjoyed, Cujo, which was mm-hmm. amazing. We have our Dee Wallace and our Danny Pintower amazing performances. Um, oh and The goodness. Mist, which is now lives as one of my favorite horror movie endings of all time. So that is a big one for me. And I um, keep seeing stuff in all kinds of non-horror related things that talk and reference this movie, especially this last year. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at like people's reactions within like, you know, when something crazy happens and like what their expectations are of the government and the military and like, you know, people and how are people going to react when like resources uh, availability changes and like when the when the world changes as we know it. So that movie felt very prescient and very topical and was really, really, really good. Um, we watched a movie called uh, The Deeper You Dig, uh, which was d- not only a delight in itself, but the the aftermath of getting – did you get goosebumps? <laughs> I literally did. I just like – like my arms just prickled up talking about it because that movie – anybody who's asked me like, what's the best movie you guys have covered this year? It's literally hands down. I was like, this is something that if you haven't heard of it yet, please just go home and watch it. And it's the movie I recommend the most – to people when they stopped me and asked me about the pod. They're like, what did you love to do in 2020? And that was it. That was the one for me. Well, it was not only amazing because the film itself was amazing. And then you have this afterward of what happened where we actually got to um, socially media wise meet uh, John Adams and Toby and getting to know them and like how kind they are and how overwhelmed they are with how much we enjoyed the film and like having knowing that somebody who made the film is a is a good person behind it just kind of makes the film feel better. Always. I mean, Julie and I love nice people. Like we, that's <laughs> hands down. And and getting to meet such kind people who really love film, that's like gets us like up in the morning. That's like what makes our day. So to have that be like confirmed with like, oh, this is a great film, but also that the confirmation of that was just unbelievable. And what a kind, kind family. And I just hope they keep making stuff forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Their stuff is so good. And I just want everybody to see it and more people to see everything that they do. So yeah, uh, we had a little uh, dip into the Samara weaving pool this year where we reviewed both mayhem and ready or not. Uh, Dude. <laughs> Dude, what an actress and what roles. Holy insanity they're both those movies are both legitimately insane like the amount of stuff that's happening around them like the chaos the may the literal mayhem Mm -hmm. um and it was just such a delight like what what's your what do you love most about her performances jules i'm just curious i like that she's having a blast and I think that that's with a lot with a lot of actors. Like if you ask me, like some of my favorite performances are like they're having a great time, and you can tell they're having a great time, and it really comes through. And I think she's so gorgeous, but 
it doesn't feel like she acts acts gorgeous i don't know like that doesn't is that make sense that sounds weird but like sometimes a lot of actresses when they they know they're gorgeous they act a certain and they're, way because they yeah, they're working really hard to be beautiful the camera, but, mm-hmm. right um and this is like she doesn't care about that like it's not about that so it's something beyond she's playing these roles which yes being beautiful helps in these roles but it's also about this goofiness and this like when you have a combination of goofy and sexy it's killer right like that's not like there's no better combination so that's something that she does really really well um and then of course paired with uh steven yen in in mayhem who's you know just oh terry's excited about that <laughs> I let, in my mind like we're together but like he doesn't know it yet but like it's fine um he's just such a talented actor and i'm just excited i keep hearing more buzz and buzz for him and the and the film he just did this last year called minari as well that's got a lot of like oscar buzz around it and i just am excited for everything else that he's doing and this was so fun to see him like kick ass and be like the badass lead of this shit and i just i'm here for more of it more more please yes 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 yoon <laughs> uh we talked about a film uh from france eyes without a face that went beyond anything i thought was capable from a film from 1960 uh which was one of the goriest surgery scenes i've ever seen in black and white it was like i couldn't believe it Jaw was actually on the floor, I think. Like, I was like, they're, oh, they're really doing it. They're going to show us everything in this movie. Like, they're really, okay. uh, It was way more. I love being surprised by stuff that's of of, a different era or period. And this was, did not disappoint in that. And then I also just understood why it's so iconic and why so many people are obsessed with this film and why it's been, um, it's it's influenced so much, you know, why so many yeah. filmmakers go back to it again and again. And within that same kind of family was cat people for me. Um, yes. I was just really pleasantly surprised by just the, 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 I don't know, the immediacy of the performances and just like it was beguiling and like just beautiful. And I, I love, I love black and white stuff. That's like my whole life. Like I grew up watching like Turner classic movies as a kid. And then like, you know, it was at Dick Van Patten, like on, on Sunday mornings, like here in LA, like there would be all these old movies that we would watch on like KTLA. And I, um, I just, I love that. And that just really connected me. I feel like to what we're doing with the genre and like also yeah. like my, my childhood obsession, like all came crashing together. And I was just really excited. Oh, uh, speaking of, we stick with the black and white. We also talked about the Innocence, uh, which was is an incredible film. It's you know, and I know that right now the Haunting of Bly Manor just came out, which is basically the same story. Um, and if you are have watched that, you have not watched the Innocence. I would say go back and watch it because the performances are incredible. The the beauty of the cinematography and the sets and the costumes and then um, was rated X in England. And it has this shot in it that I guarantee you will still shock you today. Uh, yeah, it messed me up. It's really <laughs> wild. And I was just like, uh, this is, it's so uncomfortable in the best yeah. possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about some movies that I really liked that I was excited to talk about that I had seen in the theater previously. Um, we talked about uh, Gretel and Hansel. Yes. Uh, we talked about Underwater. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we talked about Frozen. These are all ones that like I was excited to Frozen bring. Frozen was so cool. We were literally talking about all the movies, Jules. We we're supposed to pick the I'm best sorry. of, but I guess I'm is sorry. that is it every good. it's literally everything yeah, for the most part that we've covered. I love that though. Um Frozen, I just I want to give a shout out for that because that was like really 
scary. <laughs> that movie was so good. And just the stress I had watching that. And we watched, I think we like, however, we we uh, Insta chatted or whatever, like in the middle of that, like watching that virtually together. And that was, I'm so glad we watched it together, like virtually together. Because that was one of those ones I was like, okay, I'm really glad I have somebody to like chat back with in between this. Because I, if it's just me, like taking my little notes, I'd be so stressed. I was still stressed anyway, but less knowing that you were there in the same predicament with me watching this stuff happen. And just the gore in that movie is so well done and just so the tension. Anyway, good job. It's amazing. Adam Green is an incredible filmmaker. And I, you know, part of the things that gives me joy about doing this podcast is, of course, talking to my best friend about horror movies, which is, you know, bar none, awesome. But also getting to uh, talk about movies that maybe people haven't seen and that will inspire a watch. And to me, having someone watch a film because I recommend it is a joy because this is something that like this movie makes me happy. Hopefully it will make you happy. And then I've kind of passed on happiness in a way. Yes. So let's keep on passing happiness for 2021 and, you know, recommending great films. And and, and I hope you all of our listeners continue to please recommend films for us um, because we have a long list, but we've been getting to them. And a lot of those films that we just mentioned were actually recommendations from you guys um, that made it that made it into our, our fabulous list. And then now they're out into the world and we're sharing with more people and connecting people with great stories and film, because right now I feel like one of the best things we can do is connect stories and people to things that uplift them uh, all year round anytime. So even thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Even if the uplifting involves some disemboweling, this is how it works here at Hormone Sometimes Story. that's what uplifts us. And <laughs> that's okay too. Well, we have our fingers crossed for 2021 to be on an upward swing um, and we have lots of movies that we're excited to cover for you this year. Thank you for listening to us. We uh, really appreciate it and um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. And uh, follow us on all the things if you don't already. The Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Patreon, all the things. And happy little old new year. Bye.